Uh, one of our ladies is Jenny. She's tiny. She makes me look short, so she's under five foot. She has three teenage daughters that mm-hmm. she's raising. And we we just, conti- um, all the machines are sort of in a row. It, it, it looks like we're in a bus, sitting yeah. in a bus. <laughs> and she sits right up the front of the bus and I'm a bit further back so I can watch what they're all doing. And she, out of the blue, we, we were talking about having a job and what that meant and how, how awesome would it feel. Um, and she said, in Australia, she said, you have to have two things, a license and a job. And if you have them two things, you have made it. Mm. And she said, I've made it. Mm. One, <laughs> at the risk of tearing up, um, um, Jenny has um, really attached herself to me and vice versa. She messages me of a night and she thanked me. Oh, this is. She thanked me one night for recreating her because that was the only. That was. She didn't have another word in English, and that was the only word she could um, express how she was actually feeling. You're listening to Justice Matters with Tim Buxton podcast inspiring the fight for a world where everyone belongs. Hey there, I am excited for today's episode. We have three lovely ladies from Mantua Sewing Studios. Now, it's a bit of a mouthful, so I'm going to read this out. Mantua is an employment-focused social enterprise charity that provides local, ethical and high-quality design and manufacturing services to Australian clothing labels. Now, they do this by drawing on the expertise of migrant and refugee background women. Now, guys, I sit down with Maddie, who's a co-founder, and she provides all the operational management for Mantua. I also sit down with Leah, who brings with her 35 years of fashion industry expertise. She's the trainer, the product manager, for Mantua, and then we have Gabrielle. She's the newest addition to the team. She is head of label design management, and she's also a junior designer, fresh from the UK, graduating at a at a great um, uh, fashion school there in London. Now, guys, the tissues come out for this episode. They share right from the heart their own personal stories of what drew them into this work, addressing the migrant, refugee, um, community to help empower them, this vulnerable community in Australia that really need uh, employment and an opportunity to really belong, and they are doing that. They also address some of the issues within the fashion industry and the exploitation, really, of women in particular. So, guys, there's lots to take away from this. If you're someone that has an idea or a passion and want to get a charity or a social enterprise started, you're going to be inspired by listening to this. I had a wonderful time talking with these ladies. Without further ado, here's my episode with him. Well, I'm so excited to have you lovely ladies in the studio. It's great to actually have an interview with people in person. Obviously, uh, a lot of 
my previous guests have been on Skype. And, you know, it's difficult sometimes getting people um, around with COVID these days and the different restrictions that have been on over the last little while. Uh, but thanks for coming in. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about the story of Mantua. Uh, first of all, though, you know, I I want to say, Maddie, thank you so much for 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 um, sharing with me your story a little a couple months ago. I, I came up to Brisbane where you have the 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 operations headquarters, and uh, and you just you just really lit up my day. I was able to meet with a few other people there, and it was just lovely getting to know you and hearing your story. And I knew I had to get you and your team in for a podcast interview. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's start things off, though. I'm assuming people don't really know much about Mantua. There might be a few uh, of your fans out there tuning in. But for those that don't know what Mantua is, can you tell me, Maddie? I'll start with you. What is Mantua? Okay, well, Mantua is an employment-focused social enterprise. We're also a charity um, that provides local, ethical, high-quality design and manufacturing services for Australian clothing labels um, by drawing on the sewing expertise of women from refugee and migrant backgrounds. So that's our elevator pitch. That yes. is amazing. <laughs> I mean, can I'd love to unpack that um, a bit more. Obviously, each of those points you kind of made yep. um, are, are integral to the, the vision and the heart of Mantua. Maddie, I'd love to hear a bit more about your story. Can you tell me why? Why you're a co-founder? Why did why did you start Mantua? Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a puzzle. Like um, a few different things have happened, but um, mainly for me, like my parents were migrants, um, so they migrated from the Cook Islands to New Zealand, and from New Zealand they came to Australia when I was about eight years old. Um, my dad had very limited English when he came here and my mum couldn't really speak English as well. Um, so to be able to provide for us, um, he enrolled in a TAFE course to learn English. And so he did that um, in the evenings and then um, he taught my mum how to speak English. And, yeah, I just grew up um, seeing a bit of a sh- like a disconnect between like my mum um, not being able to speak English properly, so not being able to go out into, like, the local community and, yeah, just not feel comfortable, um, not being able to get a job. And, yeah, so that really resonated with me, yeah. So um, that was one of the other things. And then um, I tried to start a clothing label with my son. Um, We went to Nicaragua on a mission trip with some other um, people um, to help raise money for people, um, the poorest of the poor, so they were living um, in a dumpster. And so we helped raise money to create funds so that they could have housing. Um, And I thought, oh, the best way, like, you know, would be a business. Like, maybe we just start selling some shirts. And so, yeah, I advertised. Um, I was looking for someone to make my shirts and I went on Gumtree and that's where I met Leah. Wow. She designed some really cool shirts for us and, yeah, we became friends and then... So then there's that part of it, that so, piece of the puzzle. Yep. So sounds like we, we could probably chime in to Lee here. Yeah, a bit, go for it. Man, oh. what a story yeah. you have. Like, I mean, to see your family, what did it feel like for you? I mean, growing up in Australia, you, you, you know, you're 
a, a young kid, I mean, must have been hard to see your parents struggle like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really hard, but um, they got through. They met um, like a group. Of, there was like a community church plant, mm. and so um, through the cook, there's a Cook Island community. Yeah. So we live in Logan, and mm. there's like um, all sorts of different communities there yeah, from different backgrounds. Yeah, it's quite backgrounds. a diverse. It's um, very diverse. You know, part of Australia, isn't yeah. it, Logan? Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of migrants and refugees there. Yeah. And so there is a Cook Island community there. Yeah. And through there, um, my parents were able to um, meet some people from a church. And my mum was really sick at the time, and so they taught her how to um, cook vegan meals. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so she, my parents both became vegans. And... Um, yeah, and that was a place, a safe place for her. She was able to go and practice speaking English mm. because my dad taught her how to speak English. So she would go and she'd, you know, practice How did your dad teach and... her? Did he just sit down at night and kind of do like his own little <laughs> course? Because I know for a lot of refugees and migrants coming here, yeah, they get given 500 hours of TAFE to, or 600 hours, I think, to mm-hmm. learn English, but a lot of them just really struggle still. I mean, yeah. um, it's just not necessarily the easiest way i i lived in another country i lived in the middle east and Mm -hmm. to learn the language kurdish i I didn't have a formal education in it i had to just go into the community but when you don't feel like you can belong into a community when everything feels strange it can be really hard how did your dad do it um i can't really remember i what i do remember is that he would come home and he would have like these books um, with theosauruses and like he'd just like learn the different words and he'd practice it with me and then we'd write them out the spelling and yeah oh, and wow. then so um i do remember him like he would teach my mum what he learned at school at yeah. his class so yeah how wow what a what an awesome dad yeah oh you must must have a wonderful family um so switching over it's all right yeah, to go Leah. For it, yeah. you you contact leah Yes. You're starting a design business for with your son, is that right? Yeah, yeah. But you, in the back of your mind, you, like, got this desire to really help refugees and migrant people. Yeah. Mm. Leah, tell me your side of the story. How did you find out? Um, <laughs> what, why, why, what drew you to uh, this work? Um, Maddie answered a Gumtree ad that I had um, where I um, advertised my services in the fashion industry, everything from product development, sampling, machining, and Maddie answered an ad and we started talking and um, I really, then I I think after a short amount of time I got, we become friends and then she said, uh, told me about how she wanted to start um, a social enterprise. Um, It was very, the idea was very basic in the min- in the beginning it was just a, a sentence on a piece of paper yeah yeah and so i remember starting to because i used to work in my home base garage and you've um, been in the industry for like 30, 35 years over right? 35 years yeah. unfortunately and <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah, but um, I've always worked from home, other than teaching at TAFE colleges. Mm. I've always worked from home, from my home-based mm. um, workrooms so that I could raise my children and, uh, you know, be involved with them rather than being away from yeah. work. 
So the fashion industry actually provided that for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I met Maddie. Uh, I don't even remember how we start or when we started talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't even have a name. It was just yeah. this idea. Um, I, I do remember practicing cutting with a hand electric cutter because I, I thought, well, I'm going to need that skill. And so I remember practicing it because it wasn't something I had been yeah. doing. And yeah, and then um, I then we started talking about um, creating. So can you can you give me a bit more about your story and some of the, you know, I remember talking with you a bit before and you said, look, this this being a part of Mentua in a way, you said it kind of, Change Change your life. Yep. In what way? Um, The working. I've always worked in the fashion industry, but because I've worked from my home-based workrooms, so that I could um, raise my children, Mm. uh, it meant that I had to take on jobs that weren't usually very secure. Mm. And unfortunately, machinists in the fashion industry aren't paid properly. Mm. And they're exploited whether you are um, a white Australian or, and particularly, um, a new Australian. Mm. So, the job that I'd had at the time ceased overnight, wow. and and I was um, um, I live on my own with my cats, and. I wasn't un, for the for the first time in my whole life. I wasn't able to uh, live independently, and I had it was just a very scary time in my life financially. And but so I was basically homeless wow. overnight, and it 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 amazed me that no matter how many skills I had. Uh, it uh, it only you know and it, it goes with many people who are homeless in Australia particularly mm. it only they only have to le- lose a job or a spouse or yeah. you're an on income. the brink basically yep. and you're, you're homeless yeah mm. so oh. um, Mantua I I I, I all I, oh, it wasn't even called Mantua in the beginning but we had no name for it. But we had this um, this desire to, no matter what our own financial um, situations were, and mine, um, we had this need, this urge. I had this urge to make a difference, and I've always mm. thought that you know my whole life, wanting to make a difference to yeah. other people's life, and in uh, um, in my own personal um, growth. I, I thought the only way, the, the best way to make yourself feel better is to make someone else feel better. Yeah. Mm. And every day I am still um, amazed with how helping others, particularly mm. with um, our refugee and migrant women now, mm. with Mantua, um, they are actually have given me a life. Yeah. And my skills are being uh, resp- uh, valued and respected Respected as it's never been before. I've never been so busy. Mm. In a, in a, I imagined at this stage of my life that 
I'd be slowing down. Yeah. But my passion... Does she slow for... down? Is she slowing down? No. <laughs> no. Speeding up. <laughs> I whine. I yeah. whine about it. Yeah. My three, we had to set three-year goals um, a few months ago for the business, and one of my three-year... Well, my first goal was to work 25, 25 hours a week. And my other goal was for Mantua to be a happy, healthy workroom. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm, I'm trying to make both those things to come true. Oh, <laughs> Leah, what, what, a, what an incredible story. Um, mm. And it's only just beginning, oh, it's which only is exciting. Beginning. I'm, I'm just... When I, you, it's like signing a new lease on life for you. I huh? know. When my... Um, I've actually carved my... Without knowing it in the beginning, I've actually carved out my perfect job, mm. which is training, which is... I, I just love training. And and the aspects of the fashion industry that I like without having to put up with the things I don't like. Yeah. Well, I love your story of hope, even in the, the, the most darkest probably moment of your life mm. when it felt like everything was just mm. ending and, and falling apart. Mm. There's a, a beautiful new door that's opened mm. up that's seeing you do more than you ever could have dreamed of. And I've got Gabrielle here on the other side of the table just beaming and smiling as you share <laughs> that. Um, you're the newest member to the team. Yeah. And, in fact, you kind of came in at quite a interesting moment, flew yeah. into Australia, right? Yep, July 24th. July yeah. 24th. Crazy. And by that accident, sounds like you're from <laughs> the motherland. I am. <laughs> um, can you just, you know, tell us a bit more about you, why you want to be part of Man- Mantua? Um, yeah. I'd love to hear your story. Yeah, basically to... Um, make a difference. I've always loved being in the fashion industry. Um, I always grew up being really creative, drawing, painting, making clothes and just, yeah, just kind of fueling that passion. I think for a while it took me um, a couple of years in my life to accept that I am creative and that's what I need to do within my life. And I remember like experiencing many people like, oh, you won't be able to get a career in that. You know, you need something that's going to be able to pay well, as opposed to doing something because you actually love doing it Mm. so I took that as a stand like no do you know what I really want to do what I love to do and you know you've got to do the rest of your life you know spending time doing that so sort of why not um so yeah when I was two I moved to the UK with my parents um grew up there started school secondary school and then my family moved back five years ago what was that like um, difficult, but I knew How that. How old were you? I was 17 at the time. And they left you high and dry in the UK. You were <laughs> like, I'm not going. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, they did support me. Um, but when I went to university and I did my foundation degree, I met a lovely family there oh, who wonderful. I stayed with. They pretty much took took me in as their own daughter. Um, yeah, and studied and, um, yeah, graduated. And it was pretty much the best decision of my life. But um, I think definitely the difference that Mantua has is that you kind of feel a part of the family, you feel at home, you feel valued, um, you feel taken care of. I did internships um, and I had this one experience where I was a print designer for four months and I had to do it as part of my year two, um, yeah, year two project basically. And I came in, they kind of told me, okay, well, this is what you're doing, this is your project and like just left me to it. I just had a desk, it faced the wall, they weren't friendly. They pretty mm. much just told me the only communication I had with them was 
you know, giving them my work that I did and they'd be like, okay, you need to change this color or change the size or, you know, learn a few more things on Photoshop. Like there wasn't any training. And the only positive thing that I can draw out of it is it fueled me to know what I wanted to do. And it was a good thing. I love doing the print design aspect of things, but the whole like communication and friendship and community like that was just completely gone. Yeah, so that was really hard. Um, And I think a lot of people have negative experiences about the fashion industry, especially like what Leah said. Mm. So to be able to find a place where you feel comfortable I think that's really valued and when you've got that you know don't let go of that so yeah I pretty much knew straight away that this is yeah where I needed to be and it just felt really right I didn't have any regrets you know moving across the world and things like that especially during the pandemic time um Mm. yeah and the first day in the workroom it just felt as if I've known Leah and Maddie for for my life (laughs) how did you end up getting because you're in the UK how did you end up getting the job you just put in Yes, crazy story. (laughs) We've got loads of stories here. Um, Yes, I was a year out of university, um, really looking for a job. I had a part-time job that kind of just supported me to pay my rent and things, but it wasn't within my field. Um, Began to question what I wanted to do in life. I knew my family were in Australia, but I was very settled living in the UK. had good church, had good friends. Um, And yeah, one day I just sort of felt this uncomfortable feeling normally when people would ask me, oh, would you ever move back to Australia? I was always like, oh, nah, like I'm really settled. And yeah, this feeling sort of overcome me and I didn't really know what to do, but I just kind of ran with it and thought, okay, well, you know, let me try and apply for jobs in Australia, see if it's a possibility, don't shut the door, you know, Mm. kind of be open to suggestions. And my auntie, she lives in Australia and she's part of the fashion industry as well. Mm. So I was kind of talking to her just to kind of see how the community fashion community was here what I needed to do whether you guys had internships here and just how it sort of worked um and she came across Mantua she was in touch with um Kim and had some emails and she goes oh well I follow them on Instagram their little small team you know they're looking for an um intern you know apply and see so I thought okay you know I applied and yeah I had an interview and no it just went really really well um all kind of really worked out so so you flew over July 24th you would have had to um, get special permission to leave or how did, how did, what was that like coming into uh, Australia? It was, I felt like I was kind of in prison and something <laughs> was wrong with me. You kind of get off the plane when I landed in Brisbane and yeah, no one was really in the ex- airport. Ex- expo- uh, what did they call it? Escorted? I did. Yeah. They had policemen there. They had people wow. from the army. They kind of sprayed you with this kind of, <laughs> oh, I don't know, dear. disinfectant <laughs> wow. thing as you came off. Um, yeah. Then the police like read parts of the act of the law, what you had to do. Um, you had to abide by these rules. You know, you can't touch anyone. You have to be in quarantine. You can't get out of your hotel. You've got to stay there. You have your swab testing done and everything like yeah. that. So yeah, I just felt like I didn't, Welcome to Australia. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Because <laughs> normally all my family come, they welcome me, they have balloons, and I've got quite a big family, so it was very much just, well, this is a new experience. Yeah. But, um, but Hopefully no. they made up for it when you got yeah, out. They did, they big, did. Big they they threw the me a party. Up. So, no, <laughs> I think, yeah, grandparents really happy, family happy. Because, um, oh, be. yeah, I was the only family member away from Australia. Oh, well, welcome. So, thank you. <laughs> welcome. And, and I know Maddie is so excited yeah. that you're you're here and, and Leah too, and we're glad you, you made it. Um, I just love the, the different, you know, obviously mm. parts to the story, parts of the puzzle that you mm. kind of bring in. Mm. Mantua is pretty, pretty new. How long have you guys been around? How, how did it – 
can you talk more about how it, how it began um, and maybe, you know, a bit more about your roles and what you play? Let's get into the nitty-gritty things of it. Mm. Maddie, I'll start with you. Yeah, so um, when I had met Leah, that uh, the idea for Manta hadn't even... Um, like crystallized crystallized yeah yeah um and then when I actually thought about it um yeah I just wrote I just wrote something you know like wouldn't it be great if we could have like a training center because like I try to get um clothes done overseas but Mm. you had to have all these large minimums Mm. and it was very expensive and I was like oh there's no way I'm going to be able to do any of this I thought wouldn't it be cool if we had like something here yeah but I wasn't expecting something big I was just thinking you know something small now local community we can because there's heaps of you know migrants and refugees we could train them and then yeah so it was just like a little idea um do a lot of community work and that's where I met Kim um and yeah so she had her own social enterprise I didn't even know what a social enterprise is so yeah when I got to um, meet Kim and she was like telling me I was like wow that's so cool and then I said and then yeah so from there um I ended up showing her what I had written down on the piece of paper and she's like this is a social enterprise I was like oh okay wow so she's like yeah let's do it and then um so she um she had just her business went through the Impact Boom program, accelerator program. Mm-hmm. So um, they help social enterprises, um, yeah. yeah, with connections and like startups become like from an idea, like yeah, so to help is, get them started. So Impact Boom is is founded by um, a group of of investors essentially that really want to get behind social enterprises and help them get started. Is that right? Yeah, um, council, Tom. Um, oh, I forgot his name. Sorry. Tom. Someone Don't, out there named Tom. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's is he the guy mind. with Vanguard Laundry? So that's Luke Terry. That's Luke Terry. So, okay. yes. Oh, so through the program, we met Luke Terry. Yeah. So he came and talked about Vanguard Laundry and yes, what he does. Which is another great social enterprise. Yes, which is We've another had another, another social enterprise, which is where we met. Yep. On this podcast, um, Outland Denim. Yes, so that's James another Bartle. story. Yeah, yep. so we've got lots of different awesome connections yep. here. So there's, Puzzle I think this is really awesome because <laughs> there's some people out there like you. They've got an idea in their head, but you just got to put it on paper. Yeah, <laughs> let that yep. little vision of yours yep. start somewhere. It might be a little small, but you never know who's out there waiting to invest, wanting yep. to get behind you. Mm. You share it with somebody else, they share that passion yeah. and suddenly something comes to life and, and as yeah. you're sharing it kind of I think for a lot of people might be listening and they might have that real desire to make an impact, really wanting yeah. to see a change in their community and yeah. not to be not to hold back. Yes. No, and you might be a little quiet, Maddie, but you have so much uh, passion and drive um, in you and that's just amazing to see. Thanks. So you put it on paper. Yeah. You get some people behind behind you there to, to kind of get get going. Can you flesh out the story a bit more? And yeah, so Kim was um, one of our co-founders. So mm-hmm. it was Kim, Leah, and myself um, as part of the we, yeah. So we got through to the Impact Boom program. Yeah. Um, and that's where we really nutted out how Mantle was going to run. And yeah, so Kim was a build bit, your business plan out yeah, a bit more. Yeah. So yep. that's like her skill. She has skills in um, startups and. Yeah, so she really helped us, like, um, she got stuff out of Leah's head. Um, did you want to? 
oh, share about that. No, well, Kim <laughs> basically, I, I mean, I have the, had these skills all my life. You've yeah. been in the industry for so long. Yeah. You've got so many. Yeah. Yeah. From production um, management to the actual skills to now teaching as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so basically, we would have. Sunday afternoons where we'd plan for three hours, you know, and it would end up six hours. Mm. Um, <laughs> so um, Kim would take everything, you know, write down everything that I said and, and as you say, flesh it out, flesh out the, all the processes. Mm. And um, I just explain it as she turned everything I do and everything I say, said, into a spreadsheet and a process. So, yeah. it, it, what's what I'm getting from that is this: the importance of having a plan, right? Yeah. Mm. Of not just you can have the heart, you can have the passion, yeah. you can have the drive, but if you don't organise those things, um, yeah. you can even have the the equipment and the mm. it's you know. But if you don't have a plan yeah. to work from to help guide you and to steer you, yeah. um, you. It's going to be very difficult to kind of achieve that goal that you want to have. That's mm. that's really it's really great. Mm. It's great how you find the right people at the right yeah. time. You found Kim. <laughs> yeah. You've got Leah. Now Ga- Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Justice Matters is brought to you by You Belong. If you'd like to learn more about their work, empowering refugees to integrate and thrive in Australia, head on over to youbelong.org.au. There you'll find ways to get involved, volunteer and financially get behind the several initiatives they've got going on. There's also a stack of articles and blogs that you'll find there that are really informative and engaging. Now, did you know this podcast is actually a video podcast featured on YouTube? Just search Justice Matters TV on YouTube and watch each episode right there. And while you're there, hit subscribe and get notified each time a new video drops. Um, and so you run operations, yes. Maddie. You're the production... And training. And training manager. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, what's your role? Yep, so I'm the label manager. So I work alongside Leah as well just to book in all of our scheduling and things like that, sending out the invoices and just kind of being that middle person between Mantua and then the labels as well. And then also like a junior designer on the side. So we have the vision of having Mantua the label. Yeah. So that that's where my skills will come in, doing the technical flats and the drawings and thinking of the new items we want to be able to produce and right. potentially sell alongside the production that we do for the labels just to be able to kind of fuel the um, training program funding so more. So you've got two, two sides. You've got clients that come to you and say, can you make this for me? Mm-hmm. So you do that. But then yep. you've got your own, you're trying to develop your own label, made yep. to a line, mm-hmm. yep. and you've studied this in school in, yeah, in London. Yeah, I did, yeah. So fashion illustration is what I studied. So How yeah. cool is that? Mm-hmm. And so you're bringing those skills and expertise, the fresh new yeah. ideas <laughs> yeah. into the scene and you've got your experience and yeah. and your skills as well. Guys, you, you're like a, a powerhouse team. I love it. <laughs> um, and um, what, what, have, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've kind of faced um, I think we've had good 
good challenges, if that makes sense. So yeah, challenge at the moment is we've got a lot of people on our waiting list. So we've got about, you know, 17 labels at the moment. Mm-hmm. And every week I get about five emails saying, you know, would you be able to produce for us? And um, we've got these ideas and it's like, you know, we're really sorry. We've got a waiting list. And at the moment, we've got like over 30 people on our waiting list. So how, how do they find out about you guys? I it's mean, crazy. It's just just blows up through, you know, Google. We've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page. And, yeah. you know, we're just sort of starting out and just to be able to see that growth or, oh, this label's working with you at the moment and we know her. And, you know, I want really? to start my own little label here. Would you be able to help? And that it's just l- like, oh, we just need more people. I think if we had people then. So it's a good challenge to have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For sure. So that's one of your more recent challenges. Mm-hmm. It's like a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned earlier, it's like virally kind of growing and your, your reputation is getting out there. That's really, mm-hmm. you're right, that's a yeah. great challenge. Yeah. Um, Earlier on, though, I'm sure, um, Maddie, you've probably, you know, there's been some days where you maybe wanted to just throw on the towel. Maybe not throw on the <laughs> towel, but you didn't know if you'd be able to make it. Yeah. Because oh, you, yeah. you don't strike me as the person that would ever consider giving up as an option. Yeah. But can you talk about some of those? The earlier ones? Earlier struggles, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been a few. I think one of... Um, the main ones um, would have to be when um, Kim decided to leave. Mm. And, like, we were happy, you know, I was happy for her. Um, so grateful for everything that she'd mm. done. A and founding yep. member, yeah. early yep. founder with you. Yeah, because yep, we wouldn't have gotten to where we were without her. Wow. So, yeah, really appreciate that. Um, and, ha- you know, happy that she was, you know, chasing her dream because mm. um, her mm. other social enterprise is her dream. And mm. so, like, my thought was anyone that comes to Mantua, um, you know, I would love them to be a part of it. But if at any time that they wanted to mm. leave, they would have that option to leave. And we would, you know, not hold mm. it against them mm-hmm. because I want people that want to be here, like, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, so that, that was challenging because she had a lot of skills um, that I don't have. And so I was like, oh, I don't know how we're going to make this work. And so we had to try and transfer um, all her roles to Leo and myself. This was before we had found Gabrielle. Mm. So that was really stressful. So, yeah. But And you're, you're a mother of four. Four, yes. Gosh, that's got to be. I mean, <laughs> I can see this, like, this heart, this mother heart <laughs> that you have for anyone that comes into the organisation name feel loved and at home and that's really special but that's got to be quite a a challenge to be Mm. doing putting all this time and energy in trying to raise children (laughs) yes (laughs) wow it's a lot of work but um yeah i feel like this is what i've been called to do like i feel like this is Mm. yeah this is what gets me up out of bed and it gives me purpose and Mm. yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) maddie does part of her um role from the beginning was the wraparound support we there's one thing to offer training to Mm. this vulnerable group which is refugee and migrant women Mm. who are already vulnerable they're easily exploited um and and as um being refugee and migrant women um they they're not familiar with what it means to actually even live in Australia, let alone hold a job. Mm. Mm. So, and you can, we found very easily that we can offer training and we can offer trans um, employment, yeah. but 
we have to go further than that. You can't, there's no point offering someone employment if they're too scared to drive to the workshop yeah. or if they don't know procedure of what happens if I can't go to work, you know, yeah. um, you know, explaining the, um, the little things about what it means to ha- have a job yeah. and your responsibility in that job. Just life. I mean, they've come they're in a new culture. There's a new yeah. way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. English yeah. is just yeah. very, you know, they find, mm. uh, we find it hard to um, understand them and they find it very hard to understand yeah. us. So Maddie does. She speaks the language of love and <laughs> makes sure that they, but part they of, get that support. From the beginning, um, Maddie drives them was driving them all to the work. Picking them up yeah. from home, driving them in. Yeah. Is there any particular s- story or, or person that kind of comes to mind when you think, hey, this is why we do Mantua, this is what it's all about? Is there anyone, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, both the ladies that we have now. Um, yeah, so I was driving Jenny and now she drives herself. Like wow. that is a big yeah. achievement in herself. Just to get a licence. Yeah. To get a licence and to be able to navigate outside of her our community. Like, that means she needs to know that. the English language well enough to be able yeah. to read the signs, to know, know, to know the rules, yeah. to know where to go. I mean, And to have the, the confidence to drive on the road up to confidence is where, where our work room is. There's a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So wow. we, the, the yeah. day she huge first... Achievement. Yeah. The first day she drove, oh, we're just ridiculously mm. over the moon. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and we celebrate all these little ridiculous, yeah. really we, small They're things. not small. I failed my driver's licence test three <laughs> times, three times. So um, I could only imagine, you know, what an incredible achievement. Later on in life too, I mean, when 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 you have to kind of go back into that situation, it can be a lot um. harder than... I always try to put myself in their shoes as to, you know, what I'd be feeling if uh, um, I was in their situation and that that actually gets us through or yeah. it gets, through, mm. gets me through most days. Mm. Yeah, I felt really overwhelmed coming here, not necessarily like how Australia runs is very different to the UK and mm. this is for me who, you know, speaks English and reads and writes English as well so I, can, like, I couldn't even imagine what the ladies And you've got a lot of family support through. around Yeah, you and you think well. those people who have come alone, especially our ladies, like some of the stories that mm. they've had, um, yeah, just really inspiring. And I think you've got to take the small wins into consideration because yeah. these are the things that kind of bring us and keep us going. And it's the things we're going to, you know, look back on and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we did that. Like, how cool. Let's yeah. let's hold on to that. And that just fuels our energy and kind of pretty much keeps us going for the next week and the next week and the next week. And then, yeah. then you're, yeah, like you say, year on and here we are. One of our um, – we can't have this um, interview without actually – saying some uh telling you about some of the things a couple of the things um we have this uh one of our ladies is jenny she's tiny she makes me look short so she's under five foot she has three teenage daughters that uh-huh. she's raising and we we just conti- um all the machines are sort of in a row it it, it looks like we're in a bus sitting yeah. in a bus and she sits right up the front of the bus and I'm a bit further back so I can watch what they're all doing. And she, out of the blue, 
we we were talking about having a job and what that meant and how how awesome would it feel um and she said in australia she said you have to have two things a license and a job and if you have them two things you have made it mm. and she said i've made it yeah. one <laughs> at the risk of tearing up um um jenny has um really attached herself to me and vice versa she messages me of a night and um, she thanked me oh this is she thanked me one night for recreating her because that was the only that was she didn't have another word in english and that was the only word she could um, express how she was actually feeling. What happened to that tissue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she said, you have given me back my life. You have recreated me. And um, For those of you listening on the audio, we are handing out the tissues. <laughs> and really. when we hear and um, see the difference we're making by the little tiny things that we're doing, you wouldn't think. You would think you, we would, uh, there'd be huge things that we celebrate and that we get teary over, but it's the tiny little things like mm. recreating her, giving her back her life. Oh, that is, uh, and all I'm doing is teaching her to sew. It's, it's, um, it's shown us or reminded me. It's the tiny little things that make a great life. Mm. One of. Um, we uh, during this time when we were um, putting them on to as paid trainees, where mm. they now they started as um, volunteer um, trainees, like students, and, basically. Yep. Yeah. And then when we got them to a certain stage, we put them on. So about six weeks ago, we put them on to um, being um, paid trainees now, mm. and they've got a six month um, contract that I will. Um, can supervise them yep, to yeah. achieve all their goals in the next six months. Um, Jenny, we were talking about because um, um, we always try to ensure that we're actually achieving the goals that mm-hmm. we want to with Mantra, and so we always go back to our values. Um, mm. if, if we have to make a decision. And when we were talking with... Because um, I, I talk with the ladies all the time that we're sewing in the workroom yeah. and um, you can't help but talk to them. They're as funny. Mm-hmm. They're just so funny. <laughs> and Jenny said... Um, just She just popped up when... And she hadn't said it to me before, but she said, um, Mantua is not just a job. It's... It's a family, mm. and it's like out yeah. of the out of the ma- mouth of babes. It was <laughs> like we've we've actually look what we've done, yeah. and and we we could not have done it without the ladies. Mm. The ladies help us do what we, and they remind us um, if we get a little bit above ourselves, mm. um, what we're doing, and it, you can't help. But want to do more, yeah. and and it's those type of things, and um, the growth of both Jenny and 
uh, Saida, who in you know who have tried to um, hold down jobs in um, outside of Mantua, and they've had terrible experiences, wow. particularly in the fashion industry. Mm. I mean, uh, the fashion industry. So there's industry. a lot, lot of exploitation you referenced yeah. earlier. Mm. Yeah. Um, what an awesome opportunity you have to to set the standard to yeah. mm-hmm. raise the level of of respect yeah. that machinists sewers have yeah, the value. Much. And maybe you could talk into like maybe why um, there's been such a, a growth in demand too. I mean, um, I, I can only assume with with COVID nine. 19 and some of the hey stark realities that mm. it's important to produce locally mm. as well you guys are an answer to that <laughs> as well um what are yeah. your thoughts on that yeah i think in a way covid19 has made it a little bit more difficult but also has made brands maybe realize more about what they want to do and how they kind of want to grow in that aspect of being able to not produce offshore but actually bring it to australia and help you know, support and fuel the country that, you know, we call our home. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think it's a good thing. But also I think with jobs at the moment, it's also difficult as well to be able to find the people who have got the skill to be able to help. I think that's also difficult as well. Um, I think that's one of the struggles that we're having at the moment is trying to find machinists to be able to recruit, to have on board so we can take on more work and right. Yeah. So they're, you, you they're need gold dust. <laughs> you need more machinists. You also need to be able to train more mm-hmm. too, because mm-hmm. that's a part of your your training and yeah. and um, developing mm-hmm. those that don't have skills and giving them, like Jenny, mm-hmm. a new new start in life, mm-hmm. a, a new career. You guys are doing a lot of things. You know, you wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats. That's got to be quite challenging at times. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, what what is what are, what are your hopes for the future? What some of your goals that you've kind of? I'd love to hear some of those things you've set out. What's um, what's the what's the future hold for Mantua? Well, um, definitely the sewing school. So we want to start. We want to launch Mantua Sewing School. Um, so that's been a big. We just got. Um, at the beginning, we were so busy that we forgot to apply for our fundraising license, so mm. we weren't actually allowed to ask for donations. And so we just received that this week. This week. Oh, yes. that, that was a win. That was Huge. a win. Yeah, let's yeah. get the party poppers out. So, um, yeah, I just came up with um, like a donation program like mm. to help to be able to fund Mantua Sewing School because since manufacturing went offshore like 20 years ago, the skills in Australia has like declined. Yep. Mm. Like. We're interviewing people who are saying that they're level fives and we actually, you know, bring them in for a trial and they're level ones and twos and mm. it's just not industry yeah. ready. It's what, mm. Yeah, they're just not industry ready. So um, I've been, like, reaching out to some people um, in government because it's not on the priority list. Yeah. Um, but I really believe that it should be and that machining is going to be big. It's yeah. going to be huge. Yeah. And we're proof of that, like what we're doing here, like the yeah. work that we've just got. We've got so we've got the work, we've got sewers. Yeah. So in my local um, community in Logan, where we first um, found the first lot of training, the mm-hmm. women, they have like sewing hubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I'm linked in with all the sewing hubs. So we have sewers who are ready to be trained. Yeah. We have the work. 
We just need the space to be able to do it and some funding. You guys are ready to go. You've yep. got the vision, yeah. you've got the plan. We've got the work. you got the work. Yep. You just need a little bit of help. Yep. So there's people People can volunteer with you guys if, yep. they, if they've got skills or have the um, opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. They can donate to you. You've got a yeah. fundraising <laughs> licence. I do. think we've had our first donation um, last week, this week. Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't checked yeah. yet, but yeah, that is someone exciting. Was someone emailing was, us saying, yeah. "Oh, can I please make a donation?" It's like, yes, of course you can. So we need to get <laughs> the, the word out. Yeah. yeah, and what? And it's an investment. That's what I love about it. You're investing in the future of business in Australia. You're yeah. investing in lives that have gone through so much mm-hmm. trauma, so much suffering, so much pain. Um, but have people that have so much to give mm-hmm. and you're investing in changed lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- you're investing in women. I think that's really, really important too. There's yep. so many, um, like you mentioned, like um, women who work so hard in this industry. It's so machining skills. I mean, I've been a machinist teacher for 30 years and machinist machinist skills uh, do to actually hone machining skills mm-hmm. um is takes a lot like it's uh, i've been working at it for 35 years and i'm still learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet it is the skill set is so devalued mm-hmm. yeah and so there's a, a a real need to bring that back yep. yeah um to the value that yep it deserves yep yeah, I think not even just with machining, but being creative and even like what Maddie was saying, sewing, how it's not, you know, the government don't see it as like a priority. No. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, especially for me, you know, oh, it's not a good career, but it's like, hey, you're wearing clothes, you know, you've got yeah. sofas, you've got pillows, you've got all this sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, well, who's going to make that if you don't want us to follow our dreams and kind of pursue yeah. it? I always look at it that way, you know, there's yeah. jobs out there for everyone. And everyone is skilled at something else. So I think that just needs to be appreciated more. And yeah. I, I, I forget the statistic. I remember sitting down with James Bartle at Outland Denham. He was giving me this crazy statistic of how many people are, you know, percentage of people involved in the fashion yeah. industry. Mm, it's huge. There's so many. It's huge. Yeah. And um, yet it seems like exploitation is rife mm. within. If you. I can't remember who said who said it, but if you buy a five dollar um, t shirt, someone has been exploited. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. yeah, you see things, and I think especially coming on board with Mantua, you kind of realise more like when you go shopping and things like that, and see the prices and and seeing Leah and and um, Jenny and Saida actually how long it takes to sew and how much dedication and you know accuracy is delivered into each garment and you know for the price of what you pay I think it's really kind of made me realize like wow yeah. okay you're what, in the industry yeah what's going on that. in the background sort of thing you know yeah cuz yeah. I wasn't really aware of it like you you hear stories but you're not really aware of it until you're actually in, in it. it and yeah just like um the amount of money that people overseas workers get paid it's just yeah. ridiculous and, yeah. and yeah it's oppression like they're being oppressed and yeah mm. i feel like that's like our little part you know that we can play we can help yeah, um, yeah. that's our difference yeah you talked about that at the beginning you're 
ethical mm. yeah. foundations as company. It's as local, mm-hmm. Australian own and run mm-hmm. your social enterprise empowering the vulnerable mm-hmm. to be lifted out of poverty yeah. to be to be um, respected in their craft mm-hmm. to learn new skills I mean that is giving dignity recreating mm-hmm. someone's life recreating. Yeah. Um, there are so many incredible reasons to get behind the work that you are doing and it's Really an honour to have you guys <laughs> come you. in and talk about that, to share the stories. I know it's personal, it's very real for you. Yeah. Is there any other ways people can, can kind of get involved and, and, and partner with you, find you maybe? Yep. Um, what, what social media um, handles do you have out there? So we've got Instagram and we've got Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. So yeah. at Sewing and then... What was that, Mantua at, Sewing? At Mantua Sewing, yeah, our Instagram and Facebook. And then we have um, our website, mantua.com.au. Mantua.com.au. Yeah. Go check right. it out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will be in the show notes. So make sure you, you plug on the, you know, you plug in those uh, uh, links into your, your phone or your computer and, and check out what they do. Yeah. Um, Can I just also, yeah. I just wanted to... Um, like mention the help of White Box Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like without what like Luke and his team yes. coming on board, there's no way we'd be able to run it because um, you know, I have access to their finance manager. Like I don't have any of those skills. Mm. Like this is what blows my mind is because I didn't even finish high school. So I don't even have an education. And here I am, like, you know, yeah. running this business with these amazing ladies and yeah, yeah. Maddie, so I just really want to thank them for all their Maddie help. Maddie now um, um, applies for our grants. Yeah. Yeah. She writes our policies. Yeah. <laughs> policies the contracts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I just really want to thank them for their help because without them, yeah. They're um, just an email away for all of us. Yeah. Wow. Can we so, have help? They're like, yeah, cool, we'll come in here and we'll sit down and, you know, draft everything out. It's like, oh, great, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they've well, provided I need their number, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've provided... Uh, um, our space it's a At beautiful workroom yeah. Mm. yeah and, and sewing machines wow yeah. well yeah. shout out to White Box yes. Enterprise yeah. Luke you're yeah. out there we, we know you've done an incredible job with many other social enterprises as well um, and I think it just goes to say you're, you're an incredible success story all of you are um, in this room have an incredible story and it just goes to show that um when you just go out there and have a crack, yeah. Yeah. you'll be you'll be surprised the amount of people that will get around oh, you, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that will support you and believe yeah. you. And I even I even believe you know even maybe some people listening in to this will go. Oh, I want to get in touch. I want to know how I can support and get behind this initiative. Mm. And there might be someone listening with their own idea, yeah. their own goal, their own passion, yeah. and all they needed is to hear your story. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, how you can make yeah. a difference. You've just got to go for it. Just give it to your all. If it's your passion, if it's what you love, like don't let anyone mm-hmm. stop you from doing that. That would be yeah, one piece but of advice. Not fear. Yeah. No, fear and if you are unknown. fear, just kind of push through. Like us, I remember yeah. the yeah. first couple of weeks <laughs> feeling a bit overwhelmed. I took over Kim's role in you know learning all the new procedures yes. and all the software and things like that. And I remember saying to like Maddie and Leah, oh, I feel so out of my depth. And they're like, no, you know, day at a time. It's what That's we do. We do. Yeah. And I used to breathe in when I used to see like 10 emails pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, am I going to be able to answer all of these emails? <laughs> and now, yeah, day by day. And, you know, we're three months, well, I'm three months in. Um, yeah, and I love it. So, Even with mm. um, my 35 years experience, 
I, I tell the ladies, the, these girls, I'm still faking it. Yeah. <laughs> faking faking it till I make it. And, yeah. yeah, if nobody knows that you're feeling uncomfortable or you're doing something for the first time or you're a bit out of your depth. Um, uh, so I feel that after all my experience. So I kind of, <laughs> you know, imagine how other people feel. Yeah, what an, inc- what an inspiration you guys are. And... <laughs> You're making a big difference. Mm. There's some women that you're going to go back to in, in just a minute and they're going to, when you look into their faces and you see the way you've changed their lives, it's going to drive you to keep going. Yep. I really yeah, appreciate you awesome. making yeah. the time to step away thank from you. your hard no, work you. to come thank here you. to talk about it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. it's been great. <laughs> we'll see you again soon, eh? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how much fun was that? It was so good to have three lovely ladies in the studio an in-person interview is always a treat i hope you enjoyed my conversation with maddie leah and gabrielle from mantua sewing what an incredible work that they're doing guys you can learn more about their work you can partner with them and support them by heading over to mantua.com.au in the show notes i'll have all the links to their social instagram and facebook feeds and you can follow them there And I actually do have a bonus conversation with Maddie. We catch up a bit later on over Skype. And if you want to hear that, you can become a patron of the show. All patrons get access to bonus episodes where I talk to all my guests um, at length, uh, about 10 to 15 minutes. We get into really some fun, interesting, quirky questions. You're really going to enjoy that, but you only can do that by becoming a patron and you can do that by giving just as little as $5 a month to help us produce the show. Head over to patreon.com forward slash justice matters and you can learn more about that. Now it takes a lot of people to produce this show and I'd like to thank them personally right now. I'd like to thank John Art and David Gungor, also known as The Brilliance, for their use of the music that we use on the podcast. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Now, I'd also like to thank Jose Biotto, the audiovisual engineer who works tirelessly behind the scenes to film and edit and publish these podcasts. Thanks, mate, so much for all that you do for me and for You Belong. And lastly, if you are enjoying the podcast, there's one other way that you can support us, and that is by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You could share an episode that you really enjoyed. You could make a comment. Guys, we love being able to have these conversations and sharing them and really pushing into places where I know a lot of people don't really want to go, but conversations we really need to have. And we want to be able to continue to do that. And so if you're enjoying it and you'd like to show your support, please do so by rating and reviewing. Now it's time for me to sign off. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Come back again soon for the next episode. It'll be dropping next week. But for now, I'm your host, Tim Buxton. Thank you so much for listening.